This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. We were Friday night lovers in the parking lot. We were renegades running out of time on the clock. When the headlights died, no, we didn't stop. No, we didn't stop. Welcome back. This is Dollars and Change. I'm Nick Ashburn. And I'm Sandy Hunt. And you are listening to Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School on Sirius XM 111. Cindy, that was a fun segment last time. Absolutely. What an honor to have the CEO of the Gates Foundation on and talk about their fascinating work. Exactly. And we're talking about, you know, workplace culture and how we can have an impact on, you know, individuals as employees, but then also how that extends to their families as mm-hmm. well. Um, and so it's such a pl- privilege to welcome back our next guest, whom we, we really adore. We love talking we do. to We're her. We're quite, quite big fans. We have Shannon Schuyler, who is a, the Principal and Chief Purpose Officer, um, Corporate Responsibility Leader for PwC, and pres- and also, gosh, so many titles, and with P's, which are tough on the radio, <laughs> uh, and also President of the PwC Charitable Foundation. Welcome back to the show, Shannon. Thanks so much. It's, it's always great to be with you all. It's so much fun. Yeah. Thanks so much for, for joining us again. Um, you know, I'd love to just start off, you know, for our listeners, reminding them, you know, what does a chief purpose officer do at, at, at a company like PwC? <laughs> and I would add, why does it matter that chief is in the title? Yes. Oh, well, you know, I think it's a it's always nice to get a couple of chiefs and women put together in the same title. So, yes. Um, I, I'll just throw that one out there. But I think it's important because it has to be at the same level as those other critical roles in an organization. So whether it's a chief purpose officer or chief diversity officer or chief financial officer, really looking at your purpose is all about your culture. It's saying we need to look at the products and services that we have, make sure there's humanity in them, make sure we understand the social implications to the business decisions that we have and if we should change those, and also make sure that for us we have 250,000 people aligned to one mission, to one reason why they are doing the work that they're doing every day that inspires them to do it again the next day. Yeah, I'm thinking about, um, you know, our purpose at the Wharton Social Impact Initiative. We generally say we're here to build the evidence base and the talent pipeline to guide business in growing an inclusive and sustainable global economy. And so I think Sandy and I are pretty on board with that purpose. And that's sort of the, the byline that connects us to our work every day. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a touchstone to say, you know, as you're going through your day, as you're doing your work, does this align? Does this make sense? Is this behavior that's consistent? Shannon, what would you say yours is as chief well, purpose officer? For, for PwC, our purpose is to build trust in society and solve important problems. So what I think is important in that is you don't hear accounting or tax or right. audit, you know, or assurance or advisory in those words. You, you hear What's important, we need to, through everything that we do, figure out how do we elevate trust that has been so lost in business. And then also, how do we make sure that our communities and society really understand that we're trying to tackle the issues that are most concerning to them and to business overall, where our mission is really around protecting the capital markets and doing things that people would say, oh, that's more aligned with where I would see PwC or or a professional services firm. But I think your purpose takes you to one step higher, really saying, so why is that important? Why is it important that we protect the capital markets and we um, do that through the service offerings that we have? And it's because we need to build trust. We need to demonstrate that we're a responsible business. And in this day and age, a responsible business isn't one that just focuses on what their core skill is, but also has to focus on how that's connected to what society needs. And you don't really want – I don't think you'd want your purpose to be like, we audit people. 
that that doesn't necessarily (laughs) make me want to get up every day. Well, it's funny. We did a survey of people, uh, both the C-suite as well as employees generally, globally, and said, do you think purpose is important? And the good news is they all said yes. Now, the folks who are in the C-suite and the CEOs said, we really think that purpose is important because it builds innovation, brand visibility, and ultimately revenue. And employees across the board said, it brings meaning to my job because I want to know that the 8, 10, 12 hours I spend there are meaningful and not just transactional. And I think it was exciting because we saw that that was the case across the generations. Everyone just thinks the millennials who care about it. Actually, that's not true. Everyone wants purpose in what they do. I think everyone is starting to realize the value of every hour and what else they could be doing with it. And Shannon, you're taking me perfectly into the next question I wanted to ask by saying you did the survey. So one of the things that has most impressed me in our conversations previously with you is how you take something that that feels right, that you believe is right, and you collect the metrics to make the business case for this not only being the right thing to do and the thing that feels, you know, feels t- to be positive for your employees. But that, that you is... sort of get this untangible employee engagement. Exactly. Right. And that's what we hear that our employee engagement is up or down. Well, what does that really mean? You are able to throw out some really awesome statistics around employee retention and what that costs or doesn't cost PwC. Talk to us a little bit about your approach. You came into this role you know, tell us about that journey to really making this quantitative defense, you know, um, building that defense for these great decisions you're making. Well, I think, and it's interesting, when I started work originally in corporate responsibility, people thought that the return on investment and storytelling was the only way in which to tell the CR story authentically. And although I believe that storytelling in both of these cases are really significant, we have to be able to show tangibly that they're important if we want to really say they're important as our financial metrics, right? If non-financial is as important, then somehow we have to be able to demonstrate that in like terms. And so we've really said, let's look at what the data is. This is about research. This is about digging into the numbers to validate that, yes, in fact, people who are more engaged in the organization stay longer. People who believe in a purpose of an organization stay up to five times, three times longer at an organization if they don't. Those numbers go directly against the bottom line as far as retention. And so if we're able to retain that many more people in a given year, we might save the firm $63 million. That's real money. And the other thing that I think is important, not just about saving people and having them stay, but also elevating their satisfaction in being at the organization and elevating their quality of work to clients. So these things come together, and the more that you can look at the different pieces of the puzzle, whether it's people surveys, whether it's retention, whether it's looking to see if people's um, evaluations within the firm and their quality and their work product has gotten higher, or reaching out to clients and customers saying, are we doing this right? We think you have to take all those pieces together, and that's also what we're doing around purpose, to say, is this just something that's a tagline, or is this something that if people can touch and really can make personal and figure out how do they connect their own personal purpose to the organizational purpose to understand what is their role here, they're going to want to stay here longer and engage in unique and innovative ways that is going to propel the organization and them personally. We're speaking with Shannon Schuyler, who is the Chief Purpose Officer at PwC. Um, If you want to ask Shannon a question around how you might be able to bring purpose to your employees and really increase employee engagement, creating a great workplace culture, give us a call at 1-844-WHARTON. That's 1-844-942-7866. Shannon, you're talking about how 
you're engaging your people and it, it sounds like you're really unlocking their potential by making them, you know, engaged, happy to be at work, able to be the, their best selves. And I think that's so important because you look at a company like PwC, your people are your product, right? They're what's front lines with your clients. Talk to us about what you've learned your employees are looking for. What aspects of purpose resonate with them? Is it corporate social responsibility? Is it, you know, aligning with PwC's core values? Is it flexibility flexibility in the workplace, great benefits? What have you learned? Well, I, I think all of those are pieces to the puzzle. I think but what we've really learned is that people want to be able to take themselves somehow to work and be able to make that fundamental connection. And it's not that somebody says, oh, my purpose was, and you started out, was to be an auditor. But why is that something that you like to do? Why, why were you even drawn to that? Was it around solving problems? Was it around looking at things in a different way? Was it around innovation? And what we see our people being able to show is, here they're working on a financial services project and they're working on blockchain, which is something that's really innovative now and, and leveraging it with clients in that industry. And then our people are saying, well, we can use that same tool to be able to help large-scale nonprofits in the time of disaster move money more efficiently, more effectively, more transparently. And then they'll come to us and say, could we look at that as a product? Or people who say, you know, we, we do a lot within the healthcare space, but we have the healthcare practice that's looking fundamentally at how can we help local cities determine where diabetes will start in their city and get to it first. Those are things we might not have, or I think probably certainly not have done in the past if we didn't have people who were saying, gosh, I want to take my skills, I want to take those things that I learned and be able to translate them in different ways to be able to solve different important problems. And I think that's exciting to be able to create avenues where we embrace that and we want to leverage that. And then we want to invest in those new products and services. I think that's incredibly exciting. Shannon, in our last segment, we were actually speaking with the CEO of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And, you know, they they've really taken a a deep look at deep under sorry, deep look under the hood as to what's going on in their own sort of corporate culture and how they're engaging employees to drive their own mission. Um, One of the things we talked about is, you know, some interesting new uh, practices around maternal and and family leave. Is that something that PwC is looking at as well? Well, first of all, I am humbled to come after the CEO of the Gates Foundation. I was uh, so, (laughs) it was wonderful to be able to hear the things that she said and to hear you all engage. But yes, I mean, I think those things are fundamental to organizations. Organizations are not able to stand still, but really have to figure out how to be more progressive. And so that goes to the different type of family construct that's now. Um, and it also goes to where do you fall in different racial discussions? And, and companies are being brought in, and PwC as well, to things internally, talking about the executive order, because we can't do our business if we can't get our people to where they need to be. Or the same thing with Carolinas in the, in the bathroom issue. Well, we want our people to feel comfortable in our environment. We are inclusive, and we want people to be able to use the restrooms they want to use. And so we're not comfortable when that doesn't happen. And so I think it goes certainly to the leaves and the different types of ways to be more progressive and to allow our people to spend longer times with their families, whether it's adopted children, whether it's being added to a family construct or bringing one home from the hospital. So that's part of it. But I think it's looking at everything that you do, saying those plans that were in place for so long now need to change and and need to be guided with that family value of wanting to bring the family together, but also more progressive, knowing that the family structure is different. 
You know, it, you bring up a really interesting point, not just sort of the, the North Carolina bathroom sort of issue. And I know Texas has been thinking about this, too. But in terms of your broad policies um, in family areas and how you treat your employees, the Gates Foundation was talking about, you know, they're they're all over the world. PwC's all over the world. Mm-hmm. How do you manage those different cultures in, in how you, you know, try to engage your employees and have consistent policies across the company? Yeah. And to put a specific, you know, frame on it, maternity or paternity leave, right? Very different global expectations Absolutely. around leave, gender, you know, so that's one that Right. If you're an employee working for this global organization and you're from Switzerland and you're stationed in the U.S., do you have to do you get that 12 week leave? That's U.S. standard. Do you get the one year? I mean, talk to us about how you come up with norms for a global organization. Well, I think it's interesting. And so unlike the Gates Foundation or other companies, we're a network of firms. And so we have about 136 different territories and each are owned and operated by the partnership within those territories. So there are boundaries. We have a global CEO and a global team that helps to try to pull those together and build consistency. But then one thing that we do have is to really rely on the cultural norms and values of the individual territories to set those guides. And so many of those uh, processes are a bit different from territory to territory based upon what is the um, agreed upon cultural norm for those individual territories. So in those cases, some of our policies aren't congruent from one place to another. Now, when we look at how we want to move people, how we want to engage them in working with clients, when we look around purpose, those are things that we want to galvanize people on that says it might look different. The important problem that you might see in Australia is going to be different than the important problem that you want to address for society that if you're sitting in Houston. But how do we make sure that we can communicate on those things and at least the things that we are doing are consistent and we're trying to get at the same things, even though it might be in a different way? We're speaking with Shannon Schuyler, who is the chief purpose officer at PwC. Shannon, you're talking about a global organization that is going to have, you know, different policies that are reactive to the cultures of the many, many nations you work in. I'm wondering, because you have that perspective, because you're able to see, hey, here's what an employee looks like returning to work after 40 weeks maternity leave versus here's an employee who returns after 12, what's the impact? How do we manage it? What are some of the best practices and lessons learned you've been able to see given the diversity and global reach of PwC's people that are things you aim to implement or sort of make a a broader part of PwC's cultural fabric? Well, I mean, I think one of the things that we really focus on from uh, a global standpoint is around diversity and inclusion. And in making sure that those decisions that are made and the people even within those territories who are making those decisions for our people, for policy, are really made up of a team that represents that breadth and that depth of that uh, employee base. And so that's something that we're incredibly committed to. I think as we look around, the one thing that we tend to find is the individuals that we hire don't necessarily take as much advantage of some of the um, benefits that they can have. And so partly that's on us from individual territory to territory is to say, we want you to take your full maternity, paternity leave. We want to be able to encourage people to be able to use the leaves that they have uh, for adoption leave. We want to be able to encourage people in um, different types of relationships to embrace the health care that we give them. And what's interesting is that doesn't always happen. 
And so for us, it's also about promoting those things and allowing people to know that we want them to be away and be with families. We want them to be able to be open and sharing the people that they're with so they can take advantage of what we want to be able to give them. And that's something that we see across the board and are working hard to make sure that people feel comfortable taking the things that are due to them. And that's an important piece. We talked about this in the last segment with the CEO of the Gates Foundation. They rolled out a 52-week parental leave policy, but there's the policy side and then there's practice, right, for people to take advantage, uh, not take advantage, but to make the most of these innovative policies. They have to believe it's going to be culturally accepted and not sort of daunt their career. Shannon, what do you do to ensure that a new policy you put in place gets that adoption and uh, become something employees are comfortable, uh, you know, using? Well, we really work to encourage our, our partners, our managers, each one of the people within our organization have both coaches and um, a, a partner that they check in with and mentors. And we really get to them and say, you, you need to be advocates for this. You need to say that it's okay, as well as making sure that you're taking advantage of this. And, and I think also realizing that everyone and especially around the time of building families, has their own issues that they're dealing with. And so making sure that we're trying to meet them and give them as much as we can and as, and certainly that they deserve, but then let them feel comfortable taking the pieces that they want to take, right? It also isn't prescriptive of you have to do everything. It's saying it needs to be what you and your family need to have. But I think really saying that the everyone says the tone starts at the top, well, I agree, but the tone also starts at the middle especially for a lot of your employees. And it's really educating those people who are managing them to say, this is what is there now. You need to let people take advantage of that. And even if you didn't get a chance to, as policies continue to change, it's something that's important that we reinforce and that we reinforce through people seeing it happen and then also seeing that those people are successful. Um, I've been a formal telecommuter at the company now for 17 years. Um, And that has never held me back in order to do that, because that was something from a personal standpoint that was important to me to do. And I think that's really widespread in the organization. Shannon, I think we spoke a year, year and a half ago, maybe um, when you were last on the show. Um, what have been some of the things that you've learned on the job in over that last time since we've spoken with you that might have surprised you about this role? Um. You know, I don't know if it surprised me, but it definitely has uh, grounded me. That it's really hard. <laughs> um, it, I was like, wow, this is um, – and it's, it's very interesting and, and very um, complicated because especially when you're talking around words of trust and important problems, that means different things to different people. And trying to get consistency and some kind of decision architecture of how do we make decisions looking through that lens of does this build trust? And how do we put through different things a filter of which are the problems we want to solve is really challenging. And it's really challenging to do certainly within the U.S. and by business units. But then it's also more challenging as we look globally to different people in the territories who all have rules similar to I. And we get together and talk about, so what are the issues that you're seeing? Some of them are the same and some of them are very different. And I think trying to galvanize a group around a purpose is really challenging. And for many, it's you need to get to them individually. Uh, for a long time, when we rolled out the purpose, people said, well, let's not talk about personal purpose, because we don't want everyone to leave the firm. And we had to get <laughs> people to understand that everyone's personal purpose isn't to go start a nonprofit. 
it's to be able to be themselves and to find meaning and to use their skills in ways that help society. And that's very doable. But you have to help people one by one figure that out. And when you have so many people, that becomes more challenging. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Shannon, as we come to the end of our segment, we always like to give our listeners who are managing businesses some advice from the great minds on the show. For those who are managing small businesses or large businesses that are looking to evolve their practices around how do you build the stability of family to support the stability of employees and, and that purpose engagement, what would be your advice for how they take a step forward? What should they look at, look for, try? Yeah, I, I think the most important part is to be genuine and authentic and thoughtful in wanting your people to talk about the things that are important to them and rewarding them for doing that. And reward means just give them some visibility, allow them to be in a, a company newsletter, allow people to be able to tell their story about what's important to them without having any guidelines or guardrails about it. And I think at first when you start, and even for us, and when we started to leverage social media and let our people out there and, and really be free, it was scary. because We weren't really sure what we would get. But what it starts is a really rich dialogue. And sometimes people don't like what we do. And our employees tell us. But it allows us then to go back and to change those things. And if you allow people to be themselves, that not only translates into their work, but also to their family. So that they realize that the person that's coming to work at PwC is the same person at home and they're getting value in meaning out of both those different relationships. And I think it does create even a more core family uh, involvement with PwC, even though they don't necessarily step in the door. Shannon, we're going to have to wrap up there. Thank you so much. We've been speaking with Shannon Schuyler, Chief Purpose Officer at PwC. When we get back, we'll be speaking with Marissa Wesley, who is the CEO of Win Win Strategies on Dollars and Change. This is Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School on Sirius XM 111. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.